powerful content podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode nine of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me Eliza Ludwig from the Flow Society. Eliza is a self-labeled urban hippie and loves helping others that are financially stuck. Eventually, she decided she needed to do what she felt called to do, and after a few ebbs and flows, the Flow Society came into being. She's never looked back. After a few of life's curveballs, Eliza has recently moved to Perth with her husband, daughter, son, and rescue pup. She loves baking, personal development, and watches every DIY show on offer. Obsessed! She indulges her other passions, maths, organizing, and creating a kinder world every day through the Flow Society, and for that, she feels truly grateful. Welcome to the podcast, Eliza. So excited to be chatting to you, Mel. This is so exciting. (laughs) It is a little bit, isn't it? So before we dive into the episode, I'm going to say in full disclosure that you are without a doubt one of my most favorite human beings. Um, We actually met when we were both at very early stages of our business journeys and I've been a client of yours and you've been a client of mine, but um, I think above all, we've become really great friends in the process. And this is one of the reasons um, why I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with you. But I do have a strict um, eye on the clock, Eliza, otherwise we will chat all day. (laughs) Yes. Don't take my silence as not agreeing with you. I just didn't want to interrupt your flow. So yeah, the feeling is very mutual. Oh, thank you so much, Eliza. So I know a bit about your journey, but would you like to share with the listeners before we start a bit about who you are and how you came to be where you are today? Yeah. So um, I'm Eliza Ludwig and my business is The Flow Society. Um, I started off actually wanting to be a horticulturalist, but wanted to move to the city and get the Sid living out of my system and then um, got a job in accounting and I absolutely loved it. I was always good at maths. Um, I just tried to deny it for a long time Um, (laughs) and I realised that, hey, a lot of people don't want to do maths and I'm actually good at it and enjoy it. So I just stuck with that. Um, In my corporate career, I supported um, the sales, marketing and operations functions just to make sure that they were, um, you know, keeping the business profitable and making great strategic decisions. And I loved it so much that I decided to do it for women in business. Um, I feel the corporate world doesn't really um, support women uh, in the pursuits that they want to have in their life. Um, So, yeah, wanted to support them to have an alternative to corporate. 
Oh, I love that so much. And I think that you are so true in saying that there's so many women out there who move away from that corporate scene and start their own businesses as well because of the draw of the flexibility, the possibility of flexibility and being present for other people, namely their families in their lives. So I know that my story is exactly the same as that in terms of wanting to have that flexibility that I knew that I couldn't get from that corporate space. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Now, today we're talking about powerful profit and the keys to powerful profit, which is kind of exciting because obviously the name of my podcast is the Powerful Content Podcast, um, but I'm really looking forward to having this discussion around how we can switch our thinking from content over to profit and how we can actually begin to really step into like the CEO role of our businesses, which is really exciting. So first of all, what is powerful profit? Powerful profit is profit that serves you. So what I see my clients come to me with um, is, or people in business in general, they'll come to me with one of two problems. They're either not making enough profit um, for the effort that they're putting in or Mm. to meet the requirements that they, you know, have in life. Um, Or secondly, and sometimes both simultaneously, they don't have the time to do the things that they want to be doing in their business and in their life. So Mm. we've all pretty much come to business because we've got an idea. We know that we can serve people. um, We know that there, you know, there's a market for what we want. Um, But in the meantime, in our run for sort of money and growth, uh, sometimes we just lose sight on profit and also lose sight on why we're actually doing this, which is so that we can have that flexibility. So um, I love working with women in business to try and um, come up with a strategy that will enable them to have basically um, the profit that they want and also the time that they want. And it's not necessarily about making millions, although it certainly can be, but it, it might actually be, I just want to earn more profit for what I'm actually doing um, and not work any harder and, and, and have some of that time for the other things that we all love doing in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that definition as well, because just like powerful content, it's about being strategic. It's about being purposeful But above all, it's about understanding what feels right for us Mm. and really bringing that to our business and embracing that. Because like you said, success doesn't necessarily mean six figures or 5K months, although that would be lovely. Um, Success means different people to different things to different people. So it's really important to make sure that you really are in tune with who you are and what you specifically want from your business. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say, um, although I'm a wealth coach, I would say probably maybe even 100%, but but maybe not quite that high. But the majority of people who I see, a lot of their goals are not financial. So it's certainly um, an aspect. But yeah, there's, I want to be able to drop off my kids to school every day. Um, I want to be able to um, go on holidays, you know, a lot of things that um, are not necessarily financial on the on the surface. But I love, though, how you take all of that into consideration, though, Eliza, when you are working with a client, um, I know from personal experience that you do this, that you really take into consideration their values, their overall life goals, and not just their business goals as well. So how important do you think it is to really understand those things before you go into business? Absolutely vital. 
Um, you know, I don't want anyone. So um, it, as I've said, it's, you know, profit that serves you. So I don't want anyone to build a business that gets the profit that they want, but they absolutely hate it because mm. it's not in their zone of genius. It's not doing the things that they love. Um, and it's it's potentially following trends, um, which just may not su- um, suit them. So, you know, um, we hear a lot about um, scaling and the one-to-many sort of model. But um, for me personally, where I'm at, and I'm not going to say forever, it may well change, but where I'm at, I really, really like connecting one-on-one mm. and just find I can get a lot deeper. So I wouldn't then, you know, completely go into courses because that's actually at the core of it, not what I value and not, not where I'm, I'm, you know, I excel so yeah I think it's absolutely vital to know that um, because then it really sets up the decision making makes the decision making a lot easier down the track if you're very aware of what that is you can rule some things out immediately um, without having to sort of try it out and then realize it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't serve you so yeah yeah. no I, I love that as well because I know also from working with you as well that that true deep understanding of your values and where you want to take your business in line with that is really important when you're thinking strategically about your next move or what your future move is or what you your you know five-year goal is in terms of what your business actually looks like and more importantly feels like as well mm-hmm. so for those um, listeners who don't know my story as well I started off as a virtual assistant and was at that point where I was um, had so many clients and so much work that I really needed to start thinking about going into an agency model. But after working with Eliza and really sitting with my values and how I wanted my business to feel, I knew that that wasn't the way that I wanted to go. Um, I really wanted to focus like Eliza on one-on-one and building relationships because I think that that's what business is all about, the relationships. And in doing so, then switched totally from being a virtual assistant to a content coach and strategist. So it's really interesting how when we really sit with that, when we really think about what our values are and also does that align with where we want to go in the future, then it can really change our direction for sure. So yeah, awesome. So why do you why do you think that we actually need to first of all understand about this alignment piece, but secondly, why do we really need to have powerful profit goals in our business? Um, I think it's really important to have powerful profit goals in our business because it gives you something to sort of strive for um, and to understand if it's possible. So um, generally, I, I've always found a way that it's possible, but sort of similar to you, sometimes it's around going, okay, so this is possible if I was to do this, but that's actually not not what I want to do. Um, and that's sort of, it's sort of that flip the coin sort of moment, I think, where sometimes, you know, you flip the coin and you see how you, it's not about flipping the coin and deciding that you're going to go with what the coin says. It's about flipping the coin and feel, seeing how you feel about what that coin says. <laughs> So um, sometimes you can say, this is exactly how you're going to get to where you want to go. And you just go, wow, like, I don't want to do that. You know, going back to values, maybe family is really important to you and you could get to a certain point in your business, but it would require you to be, you know, um, on calls, um, you know, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. every night, which means that, Mm. you you know, it impacts the day after because all of your clients are in a different time zone or, you know, whatever. It's very specific, obviously, but, you know, it's around understanding um, um, if it's possible and if it is possible, are you willing to do what it takes to get to that place? And if not, 
then let's look at the other options. I love that. I love that so much. But most of all, I love your flip the coin analogy because it's so true that sometimes we go, okay, we will do this if I get a heads, you know, I will do this. But then we realize that when we do get heads, it's like, oh, I didn't, mm. really, I didn't really want it to be heads. I wanted it to be tails. So I, I, I really love that analogy because it's really important to check in, always check in with how we're feeling uh, with a decision as well before we go ahead and actually execute it. Okay, so when it comes to powerful profit in your business, I want to understand from you, Eliza, are there certain things that we need to be specifically looking at if we're not hitting those uh, powerful profit goals that we've actually set for ourselves. So what are the, are there key things that we need to kind of look at um, and go through before we can actually ascertain what's wrong or what to actually fix? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, one of the most powerful things that I find um, when I work with a new client is looking at the profit per offer or profit per product. Um, and from there, you can often really hype. So if you are a service-based business, yeah, that's really around understanding um, how much profit you are earning per hour for the different um, for the different offers that you have in your business. Um, I've used the example of um, a personal trainer. They would get sixty dollars per hour from um, doing one-to-one coach um, uh, personal training. Bear in mind, this was years ago, so um, don't take my, these actual numbers as, you know, um, as set in stone and what the current rates are. I'd need to um, say that, make that disclaimer. Um, but then she was doing group classes as well, where she was charging $9 per person. But she could actually have um, more people in her group coaching than she could um, in the one-to-one. And actually, people preferred the group coaching because it's sort of a little bit less, um, a little bit less intense, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So it's around sort of understanding um, that she could actually earn more profit per hour with the group sessions than she could with the one-to-one. Although on the surface of it, it looks like one is $9 and one is $60 per hour, if you know what I mean. So it's really around understanding that profit um, driver. It's also on that, it's not just about making sure that you've got everything in that really high profit per hour or profit per um, product um, space, because you need to understand sort of the life cycle of the client um, and that's sort of where pricing comes into play. So if you've got a really high value offer, um, it's going to be harder to convert people to that really high price offer. So what can they do to try before they buy? Um, what can they do? What, what are some things that you would love to offer that you know will still start to make an impact, but they don't necessarily need to commit to a year-long mastermind, for instance? Um, so it's around sort of understanding that the price, you will have different pricing and you will have different um, profit per hour or per product um, just depending on where in the business um, or where in the, the, the life cycle your client actually is. Oh my goodness another light bulb moment there Eliza I'm loving this so I, I love the idea about the life cycle of your client and just really understanding where they are because obviously from a content perspective as well we're always looking to how can we actually get them to that next phase of the client journey They've, we've connected with them but how can we get them to subscribe how do we get them to, to um, how do we nurture them and then how do we get them to convert as well so really understanding where your product or service is pitched in terms of that particular level and understanding that it's not an overnight thing, is it? Mm, like it's, it's no. definitely not an overnight thing. So we need to be able to build those relationships until they do get to the point where, yes, they're ready to purchase um, our high value offer. So I, yeah. I, really, I really love that. Now, just going back to the profit 
per Mm -hmm. offer though. Mm -hmm. So you gave a great example of a personal trainer and one-on-one versus group coaching, which Mm -hmm. which is really great. Besides the actual revenue, do we also need to take into consideration any expenses in terms of um, what we're uh, what we're using to produce that particular offer, or is yeah. it are we just looking at the revenue in this circumstance? Well, for service based businesses, the main um, the main uh, expense really is your time. So it is really making sure um, that you've accounted for all of that. So okay. if you had um, um, I'm trying to think of a, an example, but say if you had an offer which was sort of $7,000, um, but that took you sort of six weeks to two months to perform, you know, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's um, maybe it's a design process, um, you know, it, it, then how much time is that really taking you um, mm. versus if you just had, say, a one-day intensive, you know, I see a lot of these VIP days, that is eight hours and that can be, you know, say $2,000. So it's around making sure that you've got that sort of, um, I suppose, yeah, your income per hour. Now, there will with service-based businesses, there's not a lot of direct costs. So what I'm looking at here are really direct costs of delivering that um, um, that service. So yes, you have overheads, but it's very hard to um, allocate that to one client. If you have one client, then 100% of the costs go to that client. If you have 20, then it, it one twentieth of it, so it's sort of a bit harder to make decisions based on that because it really mm. based, is based on how many of each you sell and how many clients and stuff. Right, awesome. Okay, so if we take into consideration then how much time it takes us to to actually um, complete a project or complete a service, then that should give us a really good indicator of whether we are making a profit per service or per offer. Now, if we find that we're not. If we find that we are actually putting more time and effort into a particular service or package or offer than what we um, are receiving back financially, mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what are the options? What should we be doing or what should we be looking at? Yeah, so definitely pricing um, is because that's the main, that's the income, that's mm-hmm. pretty much the only dollar value associated with that. Um, it's really around going back to the pricing. Well, actually, no, it, it is pr- looking at pricing, looking at um, um, is what you're offering, you know, a price point that um, is reasonable within the marketplace. Now, some some businesses, it's pretty easy to compare. Um, say, if you're a branding expert or, you know, marketing or social media, it's fairly easy to compare. Some things are less obvious. Um, I would even say myself in that market because um do I compare to an accountant? I'm not an accountant. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm something sort of different. So, Mm. um, but yeah, sort of looking in the marketplace for what other people are charging in is what you are offering um, fair. The other thing is also time. So really understanding, are you actually over delivering for what you, um, you know, is it taking you a lot longer um, to, you know, are you offering more within that package than is included and then it's what is actually desired um you know you can overwhelm people with too much information and too much although you think you're giving them loads of value if you give them too much to work on or to think about it's just they almost shut the doors then and feel like they've got nothing from it whereas if you give them one or two things they've got something to work with um 
Definitely. I I can see so many parallels here, Eliza, with, you know, the financial side of our business and the content side of our business as well, because we can Mm. do exactly the same thing with our content as well, can't we? We can think that, oh, my my ideal client knows absolutely nothing. So therefore I have to tell them everything all at once, or I have to give them a lead magnet that's got a hundred pages of value in it. Whereas in reality, that kind of makes them go, whoa, back up the truck. I can't mm-hmm. absorb that much information. I'm so confused and walk away. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. love how I love how we can also bring that philosophy to our numbers as well. That's awesome. So we've spoken about um, the profit per offer. We've just touched on pricing. Is there anything else that we need to think about in terms of our pricing when it comes to hitting our powerful profit? We need to make sure that we kind of um, are in the ballpark in terms of competition. We need to make sure that we're providing the value that's in line with the price that we've actually put it at that Mm -hmm. feels right for us as well as our ideal client. Is -hmm. there anything else that we might need to consider in terms of the pricing? Look, I could probably talk for about five hours on pricing, but in the vein of not trying to overwhelm overwhelm your listeners, um, I will, just one other thing I wanted to quickly touch on, and I sort of did when I talked about profit per offer, and that Mm -hmm. is to think about the roles of the different offers. So, um, you know, if you've got something that's sort of a low cost that people can sort of get to know you from building up to something that is more higher value, Mm -hmm. um, or is there something that's just sort of a bit easier, like a group coaching? program versus um, coaching one-to-one those those type of things there are different roles um, and then you might need different things in your business so if you don't have time to sort of um, get a lot of clients for your really high-end product can you start promoting your sort of one of your lower end products it's easier to deliver you know if you've got a holiday coming up and you don't want to take on a long-term client that type of thing so mm-hmm. I'll just touch on that mm-hmm. oh I love that I love that and um I guess that with with that as well, we've also got to consider do those offers actually make sense in terms of our product or our service suite as well. So sometimes I think we can get really caught up in creating things for the sake of creating things, can't we? But what we're talking about here is a, a natural ascension between your low value and higher value offers that you can kind of mix and match depending on I guess, where people are in that client journey with you, but also depending on what's happening in your life as well. So once again, we're going back to that whole, you know, creating the business for a life that we love. So therefore, you know, what are we focusing on in this particular moment in time to help us achieve that? So, okay, awesome. So we've got the roles of the offers as well. Um, Mm -hmm. how, How would you say that, like we touched on earlier in terms of, um, business models. So one-on-one versus coaching versus membership, like I have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'd love to talk a, a little bit to this if we could, Eliza. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting that um, I'm in a group coaching program and someone recently got rid of their membership because it, they, it didn't feel right for them and it, they thought it was such a burden. Whereas every time I talk about the content effect, I just love it so much. I love everything about it. I love the people mm. who are in it. I love um, the way that I get to deliver it. I, I just love everything about it. So um, how can we think about the our business model in terms of powerful profit? Because I feel like we're, we're constantly told we need to scale our business. We need to scale our business. We need to scale our business. Is that necessarily the truth? Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I suppose in terms of um, scaling as such, there are different ways to do it. It doesn't necessarily, well, I suppose it does necessarily mean that you're really increasing your profit, but there are other things that you can do within your business, which would be classed as scaling, but can still enable you to have the same business model. So, um, you know, for myself, as you know, I am um, currently just one-to-one. I've thought about other options, but at the moment, I'm just one-to-one. And so what can I do then to increase my profit from um, a business model point of view? Um, So I could go to a group program. I could create a product. I could, you know, create something that's just downloadable and requires nothing of me Um, or sort of a digital type product. Um, I could also... um, also automate more in my business so that would require less time which means I could take on more clients Mm. Um, I could also outsource more Um, uh, as we've mentioned I outsource um, my blogs and emails to the lovely Mel so um, I have done that because it takes me a long time to write anything Um, I've got the ideas and the dot points but stringing a sentence together is not always my strong point so what are the other things that you can do within your business um, to be able to, you know, to, to change the model somewhat, but to sort of still be in alignment with what your values are and what you like doing? So, yeah. mm. Yes, I love that. And once again, we're coming back to the values, aren't we, Eliza? Yes, 100%, 100%. If we're out of alignment with our values and the, the way that we want to deliver our business, then it's just not going to work because, because we're not aligned, then it's going to feel wrong. We're going to bring the wrong energy and mm. we're never going to reach that those powerful profit goals at all. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Okay, we have covered a lot of ground today, Eliza. It's just been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for spending the time. Have we covered everything in terms of powerful profit, do you think? Yes, absolutely. That was a really, um, really awesome um, overview. It was. It was. It was just really great. So before we wrap up today, I love to ask all of my guests these questions. I'm really um, passionate about women owning and using their superpowers. So I would love to know, Eliza, what's your superpower? Superpower is um, people and specifically getting on people's wavelengths, which is maybe something that we used to talk about in the 90s. But I can really see people where they are um, and whether they're timid or whether they're outgoing or whether they're, um, I feel like I can really um, get on board with that. And I understand a lot of different um, types of personalities and, and where people are in their life as well. I feel I've got a lot of empathy. Um, so yeah, I hope I don't seem like I'm bigging myself up too much, but, um, yeah, that I love people and I love, um, understanding where they are. Yeah, not at all. And I just absolutely love it when women, like I said, own their superpower. And I would 100% agree, Eliza, that that is totally you, that Mm. you can really tap into people and even where they what they're feeling and what um, impact that's going to have on their life and business as well. So thank you for sharing that with us. It's just amazing. So before we wrap up as well, I would love to know, is there any final words of wisdom you would like to share with us? Yes. And we have touched on it, but I just want to sort of encapsulate this again. And that is, it is all about alignment. So powerful profit is all about alignment between your values, um, between your skills, between what you want out of life um, and what you want out of your business. Um, Whether that be um, profit, whether that be connecting with people, serving people, improving people's lives, um, 
but yeah, it's really around sort of making sure that all of those are in alignment so you can feel really awesome in your business and outside of it. Oh, that is such an amazing way to end this episode, Eliza. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate it. Oh, me too. So much fun talking to you, Mel. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect. My membership, inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.